What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1146 of Ask Pat 2.0. And you're listening to a special, I guess you could call it a series of episodes from the end of the year here for Where Are They Now? And we are going to be re-interviewing or getting back with some who have been on the show before, who had been coached, who had been given advice, who then had some time to implement or maybe not implement. And we're gonna check in to see how they are doing. And today we're speaking with Jane Hamill from episode 1030, what was it, 1036. This was over two years ago. She was struggling because she had a couple businesses that you know could have been overlapped, they could have been combined, and we discussed, well, what do we do here? There's kind of two separate things, but how do we manage this? And, and should I keep them separated? Should I bring them together? And you'll hear right at the beginning of this conversation how she took the advice that was offered and sort of what we learned from that, and then what she applied and how things are working out now. So these are my favorite episodes to do. We always do them at the end of the year here. We're thinking of doing them more next year, even just sprinkled throughout, maybe like even once a month, just because they're so fun to go back to. I think, you know, step one is to step up and to ask for advice and to get help. Step two is to implement. And step three is always to go back and sort of reassess and learn from what did work, what didn't work, and then keep going. It's all, all about iteration, right? So here she is. This is Jane Hamill from Jane Hamill. That's H-A-M-I-L-L dot com. Jane, welcome back to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks again for coming by. Awesome to be here. Thanks, Pat. I'm excited to catch up with you. And I'm going to point everybody to the previous episode that we did together. But you had some branding positioning questions the last time trying to figure out how to navigate the new things you were doing versus the old things. And I just kind of want to catch up and see, based on what we talked about last time, sort of what has happened since then. So why don't you give us a little rundown of what's been going on? Yeah, a lot has changed and a lot is super positive. It's amazing how you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So even like last time, you know, that was a little over two years ago, you kind of we're able to be like, but wait, this makes obvious sense. You don't have to have these whole two separate businesses. They can mash all the things. Since then, my family life has been a little cray. I have two kids and they just needed a lot of extra stuff. So I was just starting my membership site and I ran it for over two years and I started a second one because I loved it so much. Because <laughs> you're crazy like all of us. And you know, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I wanted to narrow my focus a little bit and so when you gave me, in my brain, the permission to focus on what I wanted to focus on new and still keep what I was currently doing and not be in conflict with them. So that was huge. Like, I just couldn't get over that hump until we had that meeting. That was great. Yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned that word permission. That's something that comes up here all the time. A lot of times we kind of know what we should do, but we just aren't sure. And I think I just helped you make sure that, yeah, this is, this could work out. So, so what did you do since then? So I launched the membership right after we talked. I had just launched it actually. And I did that and I did that for just about two and a half years. And then in July, so COVID happened, obviously the pandemic is crazy. And then the homeschooling and my kids are not like gentle little girls who like go read in the corner. Right. So I'm like, I got to get these kids through high school. I don't even know. How old, how old are they, if you don't mind me asking? Well, now they just both had birthdays. So they're 14 and 17. So eighth grade oh, okay. and junior year. Yeah. 
But in my situation, they need extra management and things and they have learning challenges. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting because it was pretty insane in the spring when they were all of a sudden at home and like, I'm, I'm working. Why are you guys here? (laughs) I work from home, you guys, you know, and I do have, yeah, this is my space. You're supposed to be, (laughs) I was like, what the heck are you people doing in here in this room, in this house? Like, so it's been really challenging. Business has been pretty good. You know, COVID was tricky and I did give a lot of allotments for all the things going on, but we personally have struggled with some financial things as well in my, in my life. So in the end, I decided, okay, I have to be bold. Like this is the biggest, most amazing gift I could have ever had. Even though it seems like a total S show at the time, I was like, wait a minute, this is going to force me. And it did force me to be really tight. What do I do? What's the one thing I want to be known for? And how can I fit it into tops? seven hour days, three days a week, because the rest of it's got to be kid management and pod learning and all the things. And then I was like, this is, once I started doing it, it was super scary, Pat, because again, I was narrowing my niche. I was narrowing my niche last time I talked to you and that was scary, Mm -hmm. or I don't know, narrowing, but changing. And then this time I did it again. So I had, I started a new membership called List Builders and I wanted it to be what I really just love talking about all day, which is email marketing, content marketing, and mindset, and like how to get over your crazy, beautiful entrepreneurial brain that's gonna mess you up every day. So mm. important. Thank you. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm doing this. And I gathered up my courage and I was like, what I really wanna do is work for people, any creative entrepreneur, whatever niche, whatever they sell, which is what we talked about last time too, but also, putting the mindset stuff in there, which I had not had the courage to really do. And something about, I have no choice. I have to deal with these kids and my husband's not going to be able to do it. I'm going to have to be the point person to get them, you know, showing up to class. So I started the list builders program and it's only covering those topics. And I have been able to expand past just physical products which not that there's not enough business in physical products, there's plenty, but I've been doing that so long. I kind of love the idea when someone has like a mission, you know, like a a life coach or a mindset coach or a wellness coach. Sometimes it's so gratifying to work with these people and see their businesses grow because they're making major changes in people's lives. Right, right. And selling dresses is causing people a little bit better day. It really is. Like I really do think there's value with lots of products, but it's more obvious when it's a mission-driven focus. So I'm kind of digging it. And so I have authors and I have a you know person who sells flooring in there. Like I have this, and it's a lower price membership. It's 49 bucks a month. So the pressure feel it just feels easier. Yeah. And so I combined the two programs in the past two weeks. <laughs> and I'm just like crossing my fingers that I'm not going to go broke. Well, what's cool is I'm, I'm noticing that although you quote unquote niched down to these very specific challenges and problems that entrepreneurs have, you've, you've in a way also opened up to different groups of people who would benefit from those specific things. I think you're doing it in the right way because now when you share what it is that you do, your superpower, people either know it's exactly for them or it's not for them. And I think it's just, it's just much more clear. And the mindset stuff is so important. I mean, honestly, probably more important. And without that, 
no strategies or tactics are really going to work. So I love that you're sort of injecting that in there. And especially during COVID and the pandemic, I mean, that's what people need the most help with right now. And, and, and so I, I really love the repositioning and the boldness of that. And it likely is going to be easier for you to help people now that you're, you have this sort of more narrow focus, I would imagine. You know, so far, so good. I have to say, I had a lot of um, brain work to do because there's some major, like, I'm like, okay, really? Amy Porterfield teaches like list building. Right, like, right. She's really good at it, right? Why would somebody buy from me when they could join her course? And then I was like, you know what? Everybody likes pizza. We don't all like the same kind of pizza. And so that was a real, I, I really had to be like, okay, I'm in, I'm in the bigger leagues now just, be, just by choosing to cover a topic that really famous, cool people that I like cover. You know, there's not that many people teaching fashion business. Right, right. But email marketing, it's like, okay, you could go to HubSpot or I'll talk to you about it, you know? <laughs> True. Um, I mean, there, right. there, there are different personalities, different people. And like you said, not everybody wants to learn from just the one person. First of all, some people like to learn from multiple people and the more the merrier. I mean, I come from a place of abundance and I hope that you do the same. I'm sure this is what you teach your students, in fact. And it's interesting because I this is a very common theme here as well on AskPad is people will come in and they'll talk about how they help others, but then they don't follow their own advice sometimes, right? So I don't mm. know if you shared with other people who you've helped with their businesses with their competition. And it's like now you have quote unquote competition and now you have to figure out what makes you special and unique and you're doing that. And the other thing totally. is just, people love different personalities. I mean, there are people who are way better at other things than I am, but people gravitate toward me for certain reasons, just like people are going to gravitate toward you. And I think this is where we, when we start to inject a little bit of our personality into our brands is when we start to stand out and, and be different. Because although Amy's great, she is in her own area of life and shares things in certain ways and attracts a certain crowd and, and you're going to do the same. I'm going to do the same. And there's plenty for everybody. I, I think that's, that's how I, I approach it at least. I mean, there so is, and I know that's true for other people. Mm. <laughs> and then when I'm doing what? it, I remember I had to be like, look, just cause I love Amy Porterfield and I would take the class from Amy Porterfield. My people are different. They're much more artsy and they're this and that. Like I have a different take on it. That's it. It's yeah. fine. It's awesome. And yeah, so I'm really happy, but it has been super scary to be like, if you go to my website, it's a work in progress as always. I don't have website shame, but it's not as up to date with what I'm focusing on now. I swear I do my buyer persona like every three months. I redo it, you know? there's like two things you can buy. So I went from having a bunch of different courses and options to be like, if you want to join, here's the yeah. thing. And we're closed right now. Like you have to wait for enrollment, which is really weird because I'm used to selling something every day. And now I'm not even trying to sell every day. And it makes me very anxious until I have to remind myself like that is the plan, dude. That's the whole <laughs> right, point. Right. It's yeah. always hard doing a new thing like that, especially when you're used to selling things all the time. It's like, hey, my cart's not open. I can't make money right now. But what you're doing is you're, you essentially have like a dam that's filling up water, more and more water people. And then all of a sudden the floodgates are going to open when everybody's ready and you're excited. And that's kind of how, how uh, the, that's sort of the analogy I like to think about. And what you're doing as this dam is built, kind of holding people back is you're building relationships, you're providing value, you're showing proof, all these things that are essential 
before a person can sort of get confident in the purchase with you. So this is cool because now you are stacking that together. You're building relationships, you're, sh- you're sharing expertise, advice, providing value right now. And then all that's going to happen in, in transition when you have a launch. And of course, the launch, the live launch, like when you go, okay, at this time of the year, this is like, it's all in right now. It's mm-hmm. a lot of effort, but it's so rewarding. And I promise you, it's going to be like, just the floodgates are going to open and you're going to see all these beautiful students come in. And what's really cool is when you have groups like that, people often purchase during that time, not just because, well, it's finally open, but also because it's going to close and this is the time Mm -hmm. to act now. If it's always open, it's like, oh, well, I can get it next week or I can get it next month. Now there's incentive, plus you have the cohort of people. And that's something that's worked for me is when I launch my programs live like that and then they close, I often promote it in a way where I'm like, oh, you benefit from having other students in the exact same situation as you're in right now that you're going to have access to and I'm going to be focused on people just like you right now versus if it's always open, you know, some people are ahead, some people are behind and it just, it's harder to, to promote that part of it, the community part of it. Yeah, it's interesting because it's different for me as well as, you know, I've been a workhorse. I've, I started my first business when I was 25 years old and I've worked for myself ever since. And so to be like these two days of the week, I just like am redoing my junior year of high school with these kids, <laughs> right? Like, wait a minute. It's so, to not toggle back and forth and it's so great and to not toggle back and forth between serving the members and selling and serving and selling. It's really great. I mean, I love it, but it's been weird. It's been an adjustment. The cool thing about the niche of list building and things like that is that you can, it's, it's, it feels a little easier to sell, right? Because there is a specific ROI that can actually be calculated in a sense from that. Like when I started selling my exam guide for architecture, it was very clear. It was like, you pass this exam, you can get a promotion or a raise or it helps your resume. I mean, it was a very clear, oh yeah, I'll spend money for that because I know I'm going to get that money back in one way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, other things like, like I've sold a number of workshops this past year. This was our sort of answer for filling in a lot of gaps for other things we were going to do because of COVID. And so we've sold these $99 workshops and we've done seven of them. The ones that perform best are the ones that have a clear ROI on the other end. People can imagine, okay, I'll spend money to learn that so I can get this money back. For example, our traffic booster workshop has worked really well. Our workshops on, you know, promotions and pricing have worked really well. The ones that had the least success were the ones that were just productivity. Like our productivity workshop, which I think is in fact the most valuable, it's harder to tie in, oh, if I become more productive, then these things will come out the other end versus just, oh, then I'll have a clear to-do list. So the, the list building aspect and the numbers that can come with that, the clear results that you can get for people, whether it's 2Xing, 10Xing their list, open rates, as well as click-through rates. All these things are numbers that entrepreneurs want to want to gain traction on and do equate to dollar amounts on the other end. In my other membership, I made the classic mistake of just doing giving them too much. They got overwhelmed. There was so much content in there. They're all like, oh, it's wonderful, but where am I supposed to be? I can't get to it. And I'm overwhelming. so trying to show constraint. Yeah, I'm showing constraint with how much content is in there. And it's like, They'll ask me questions about other things. And I'm like, oh, we are list building. We are not going to be covering that. Like, it's kind of not, it's like, it's a relief, honestly. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and and if people want that, they could get that elsewhere or you have other content or other supplemental stuff. But 
you're also providing them a service by saying, no, we're not doing that here. This is what we're, this is what you got. This is the transformation I'm promising. And this is what it's going to be. Let's all focus together. And I love that. And so just, I want to just first commend you for making these tough decisions. I mean, it's a hard decision to sort of narrow down in this way, but by narrowing down, you're going to be that much more the go-to resource for this. And like you said earlier, like, what do I want to become known for? I love this positioning. Absolutely. Where can people find more info about this and, and what you have? So they can go to my site, which is janehamill.com, H-A-M-I-L-L.com. If they go to janehamill.com slash hello, they, you can get on the list and we send weekly marketing and sales tips. I have a podcast and I'm going to print out what you said. Once I listen to the recording, I'm going to print out like, it's so like I teach it to other people, but then when you're on it yourself, you're like, oh yeah, being known for one thing, that's the key. That's it. And so I just was not practicing what I was preaching. You know, you got this, Jane. I feel like you've allowed yourself to let go of so much to be able to go deeper into this and should feel like a weight lifted off your shoulder instead of what's probably happening is you're, you're, you know how like when you rest on a bed of nails, it's like all that weight's distributed. So it feels comfortable. (laughs) But like now you have just a few nails that you can focus on but it feels more like more pressure because there, there's just less now to distribute. But now you can focus in on that energy. And like one of those nails, you can dig in a little bit deeper because there's less stuff around you. I don't know if that analogy works out or not. I just thought about that. You know, I can pound those suckers right down, but I couldn't pound a whole bed of nails. Like showing constraint, honestly, showing constraint. This is what I teach. This is the people. This is how, if you like it, let's go. You'll have to create like an episode of of you talking to yourself. You're like coaching on one side and then you're like actually answering your own questions. I don't know if you should actually do that, but just like sometimes we need to have conversations with ourselves. And in fact, I do this all the time. I don't like talk to myself and like, you know, look this way and then I look this way and I'm like having this <laughs> conversation. But I, I do, yeah, I do internalize, doing? you know, these things to better understand because you, you said it perfectly yourself. It's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. It's hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle, which is why stepping out of that can be good. But also, and I don't know if you have access to this, but either a mastermind group or other colleagues or friends who are also in the same world as you who can sort of see things, which is again, why I'm glad we're connecting here because I can see some things and I'm sure you could find other people who could connect with you more often to see things too. Yeah, I have a coach and I'm also in a, not a mastermind per se, but like a, a group. Cool. Like a yeah, and cool. I, and they're both useful. Good. Yeah, don't be Definitely. afraid to ask for help or feedback or, or anything like that in those groups because sometimes it's hard to see. But Jane, this is great. I love the repositioning and I'm excited to see where we go from here. And, you know, COVID yeah. and the pandemic has challenged so many people. And I think you've definitely stepped up to the challenge and you're making bold decisions and, and you have to do that because those bold decisions, which feel a little bit risky, they feel a little bit nerve wracking. That's outside the comfort zone. And we all know the growth happens outside the comfort zone. So you're placing yourself there. And I want to just commend you for that and being a great example for those of us who are listening here today. Yeah, dude, I'm glad I've done it. It is not easy, <laughs> but I I really appreciate the gift of the pandemic in, in this situation, forcing me to do things differently. For sure. It's done that for a lot of people. Obviously, the pandemic is terrible, but it is helping people slow down, think a little bit more deeply about our direction moving forward. And this is a beautiful example of that. So Jane, one more time, is it Jane Hamill with H-A-M-I-L-L dot com? You got it. Hello. That's exactly it. Yep. Cool. Awesome. 
I appreciate you and keep up the good work. I'm so glad to be here. I really want to thank you a ton for connecting. Take care. Thank you, Jane. Appreciate you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that reunion, I guess, if you want to call it that, with Jane Hamill from Jane Hamill, H-A-M-I-L-L.com. Jane, well done. Way to take action. Super proud of just putting yourself out there and, and making it work and you know, trying new things and experimenting. And of course, this is continuous. We're at a new baseline now and we're gonna move forward and try some more stuff. So looking forward to catching up with you again, Jane. And I hope all of you are, as we come into the end of the year here, thinking about the things that you have accomplished. And maybe you didn't accomplish all the things that you wanted to, but I'm 100% sure there are things that you are or can be proud of. A lot of times we love to focus on what's left on our to-do list versus the things that we have already checked off. And even though we don't complete the to-do list, it's still worth going back and seeing what we did in fact do and the things that we did accomplish. And I just want you to take some time even after this episode before listening to the next one to just reflect on what you've done and, and hopefully be grateful for not just the opportunity, but you know, hopefully some effort that you put behind it. And if not, of course, let's learn from it. Let's get into 2021 with some energy behind it. And I'm here to help you with that. Of course, the show and my team and everybody else here in the Ask Pat and SPI community is here to help you too. I uh, appreciate you so much listening to the show and please subscribe because we have some more Where Are They Now episodes coming out next week and into the end of the year here. And I look forward to inspiring you even more. So thanks so much. Hit that subscribe button and thanks in advance for all the amazing reviews that have been coming in this year. There's just I read them all and I'm so grateful for them and I'm grateful for you too. So cheers. Thanks so much. Take care. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace out. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.